you are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It, it feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Thursday, December 22nd, getting close to Christmas and the end of the NFL season. Um, great show today, loaded. We had a crazy week, uh, 15. Should have wore the Christmas sweater. I mean, yeah, we should have went with the Christmas sweater for today. Um, That's okay. But a Next crazy time. week, 15 in the NFL. Everything is kind of just max excitement right now. Uh, no matter what game you watch, who it is, it, it, it has the potential, like... For example, Chiefs and Texans. Did you think that was going to be as no, was, interesting as it turned out to be? No, super competitive. That was, that was a great game. And and Saturday games were great, except for uh, the Cleveland game, the Cleveland-Baltimore game. Right. Didn't watch a lick of it. Right. Didn't watch a lick of it, and I... I don't regret not watching any of it. No. It, was, it was an awful. It was an awful football game. There were not many awful games, though. That was one of them. Um, today, Sunday was uh, even better. Sunday was crazy, though. Yeah, uh, a ton to talk about today. So Tim has a rant to start out on Dallas, um, and then we will finish out the first segment with hits and misses, like we normally do. And then in the second segment, we have uh, kind of a little fun thing to do here: an NFL Christmas gift. So we're going to take NFL teams and go over what they could use for Christmas uh, to kind of help the organization, help the team, kind of give them a playoff spot, maybe help them turn it around from being a dumpster fire, whatever it may be. Uh, like, we're gonna like go for through. example, we're not going to do Houston, but here's on their list. Suck next year, get Caleb Williams year after. Yeah. Right? Go out and get, I don't know, like that Will Anderson, that edge rusher, go out and maybe get a, a tackle or, or something, yeah. build a fortress. Following year, go get Caleb Williams. So suck next year, get Caleb Williams. Right. right we're not going to do that one. I'm six. I just gave you. You know, they're the gift, but uh, we will pick NFL. That's a, just an example, right? And gift them different things. Uh, and then to finish out the second segment, we will have news. And then in the third segment, just like we normally do, it will be full of predictions. So, week 16 predictions. And then we will kind of have a little discussion, a uh, little rant at the end. Just the need for a top tier quarterback in the league is it's higher than it's ever been, I think. I think the quarterback oh, yeah. position is it more value than we've ever seen it be 100 um, so I, I we'll like it in the, the value increases like by the week oh yeah uh we will have a, a great discussion uh, about that to finish out the show so so like you just said um and we're going to talk about it more about it later but the difference between great quarterbacks and like good average quarterbacks is the gap is increasing and it's increasing by a lot right and so one game in particular i i could actually name a couple but one game in particular that i thought showcased this better than any of them was that Dallas and Jacksonville game, right? So Dak Prescott is every bit of a B quarterback, and a lot of days is a B plus. I'll give you that, right? I think this week you saw the difference between a blossoming great one, right, an A-plus talent in Trevor Lawrence, and a really, really above-average quarterback in Dak, right? Like I said, a B, maybe B-plus on a lot of days. Dallas has that game in the bag. It was 27-10 halfway through the third quarter. And then Dak throws a pick, three and out on the next drive, and next thing you know, it's a one-possession game. The Jags are rolling. Throwing his A. Jones. They were rolling. But when it matters most, Dak isn't isn't that guy, right? So Dak is mostly fine. When it matters most, though, right, when things get a little tight, he's not that guy. Right? Go go look at his pass rating on first and second down. I think on first it's like 98 or something like that. Second is like 112. I don't really care about those numbers as much. They're both good. That's all that matters. Third down, though. 72. 72. 
How about Trevor Lawrence? No, it's 95. No, I'm not even talking this game. I'm talking for the season. 95. Right, third downs. That's the winning down, right? That's when it matters most. Margins get tighter. Windows shrink. Defenses are pinning their ears back. You're getting pressure in your face. Can you figure it out? Can you make a playoff script? Dak's a fine quarterback. If your goal is exactly what the Cowboys have been for the last 25 years. Compete for the division. Win it two out of every five years, probably. Compete for a playoff game. Maybe win one at best. Dak can do that really, really well for the next six to eight years. But now the question, this begs the question, is it worth, is that standard worth what? $50 million next year? Is it? Because at the end of the day, he needs a, a run game, an offensive line, and a great defense just to get to that level. Right, so he's already going to handicap your salary cap, right? But you need all these pieces just to get him to that B level. Right, when Dak doesn't have all that, Dak's a C quarterback. If he does not have a good running game, a good offensive line, and a good defense, go look it up. I mean, I, I think I did this rant, oh God, a couple months ago at this point. It had to be like two months ago. A couple months ago at this point, uh, if you go look at games where he was sacked three or more times, I mean, his passer rating's in the 70s. He's got like a... A two-to-one interception-to-touchdown ratio. Like, not in the good... Like, a touchdown-interception ratio is like a half. Right? It's not good. It's not good. He's averaging like 180 yards a game when he's sacked more than three times. Right? So, you need all this stuff around him, yet you're going to pay him $50 million, right? I, like I said, I think Dak is fine if he's making Jimmy G money. If he's making... And we always we always thought that Kirk, Kirk Cousins' contract wasn't that great, but actually, when you look at it, it's not as bad as it could be, right? It's not like... Jared Goff with the Rams bad, right? Jared Goff's number has, as the cap's gone up, it's kind of stabilized and it's not too bad of a contract. Same thing with Kirk Cousins, right? It's not like a Carson Wentz bad deal. But to put all these pieces around, like, Micah still needs paid. Trayvon Diggs still needs paid. Right? Tony Pollard's not even paid yet, and he's your best running back. You're paying your second best running back more than you're paying your best running back. C.D. Lamb's not even paid yet. Michael Gallup's not even paid yet. Dalton Schultz isn't even making big money, right? So you have about six or seven guys who are, I don't know if I would say Dalton Schultz and Michael Gallup are more valuable, but I would say C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard, Michael Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, those four are all, I don't, do I say significantly? I Let's go more valuable than Dak Prescott. But he's going to make more money. He's going to say the right things at the podium. That's fine, that's fine. But there's a difference between good and great. There's a difference between Dak and Trevor. Go look at Trevor's last six games. 14 touchdowns, one pick. One pick. 1,680 yards. That's about 280 yards per game. 110 rating, 4-2 and two record. That's ridiculous. With, I don't want to say subpar talent. This is the NFL. Everybody's got talent. But let's not act like that's a top 12 roster. That's probably closer to 15-16. Receivers are fine, not great. Running game's below average. Offensive line's fine, but they just lost his left tackle for the season. Defense is okay, mostly in the front seven. Back end's an absolute mess. Just gave up 34 points to Dak, like I said. You know how I feel about Dak. Go look at Dak's last six games. Also 4-2 and two because the team is really, really good around him. But he's, again, 14 touchdowns, but how about nine picks? How about an 88 pass rating? How about 230 yards per game, right? So you see the difference, right? And you're like, oh, it's 50 yards. And, uh, no, it's the picks. It's the it's the, the the ability to move. 
I mean, there's, there's a Trevor Lawrence throw from yesterday. Rolling out to his left, he's a righty, by the way, in case you don't watch football. He's a righty, which means if you roll out to your right, a lot easier to make a throw. Going to your left, you got to kind of throw across your body, right? Throws a, almost jumps in the air, throws across his body, seed right through a Dallas player who's like the, you know, hands up right through his hands to a guy, converts, boom, field goal. Now we're talking overtime. We all know what happens from there. Dak throws a pick six. Right, so Trevor Lawrence is becoming that guy. This is the part of the season that matters most, and he's showing out. Dak is shrinking and being carried by his team. Trevor Lawrence's team is shrinking, and he is carrying his team. Right, that's the difference. And it's so, it makes me happy to see, because I'm a big Trevor Lawrence guy. I think coming out, I, I was like, he's generational. Like, you get one of those every five or six years. There's one or two of them in the league at one time. Now, we're lucky right now. We got about five of them. I think... Over the next seven, eight years, you're looking at Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, and you also have Trevor Lawrence. So I, I think the league is is better now that Trevor Lawrence actually has the right coach, is starting to make these strides in the right direction, and he's separating from his draft class. It's not even close. You saw Zach Wilson. I mean, you saw Trevor Lawrence. You, I mean, you make the decision. You see Dak. You see Trevor. That's what the league is. That's what the league is. It's Trevor Lawrence. That's it. Um, and the thing with Dallas is th- this is the definition of cap hell. Is it not? I mean, you're way overpaying at quarterback, and you know that you need things to help your quarterback succeed and win, but at the same time, you're overpaying it at running back with Zeke. There's just so many different places where this has your went wrong. Offensive uh, line's aging. Yeah. Uh, so this should be a team that we should uh, be giving a Christmas gift to coming up here in the second segment. Uh, we'll have to yeah. see what that is idea. when we get there. I, I have a few. And um, like here, here's GM their, is just ding, ding, ding. That's the first one. <laughs> here's their problem too. It's like they're they're too they're too good to be bad and go get a good draft pick, but they're not good enough to really be considered a top six to eight team where you're like, oh, they're going to win a Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, but so they're in this really weird middle ground where like. Minnesota's been for the last 10 years. Sure, but if you're that team, you have to play good when you're in that middle ground. You look at, That's the, true. like you said, the Jags. The Jags do not have a great roster by any means, but I'd take Dallas's roster any day over the over the Jaguars. 100%. Um, but here's the difference. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence and, exactly. and Dak. Um, and you can already see, it's so early on in Trevor Lawrence's career, but he is much less limited than Dak is. He's actually our first hit, so let's go hits and misses. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Trevor Lawrence is that guy, right? So I think we, I mean, I talked about this when he was coming out of, uh, out of college. I said he's a generational talent. Like you get yeah. one of those every six to seven years, right? That's an Andrew Luck. That's a. You've always said he was right? your like favorite. You've oh, always said he was your favorite. 100%. I, I, I liked him at Clemson. I, I, I like him in the, uh, the NFL. And last year was a tough year for him, given, you know. Urban Meyer off the line was really, really bad. Defense was even yeah. worse. The no weapons. weren't I, great. Right. And so now when he actually has a semblance of a coaching staff, a decent roster around him, look what he's able to do. Yeah. I mean, he's a beast. Uh, you know, he's what, like 6'6", 220, can move, rocket arm. I mean, he's got everything you're looking for in a franchise quarterback. Yeah. Everything. I think he can overcome almost anything. He has every single physical attribute that you need in a quarterback, but he also has the mental side of it, which I 100%. think is a, a big part. Uh, he's been more I, developed than some NFL quarterbacks. I think when he was in college, you can argue. Yeah, um, I think so. He's just been 
kind of he was plagued his first season by just complete incompetence. Uh, I agree. So now that they are finally starting to turn that around, and he he's starting to get some pieces to throw to. He's he had a decent offensive line until they lost the left tackle, but yeah, it's upsetting. Either way, hope um, it doesn't affect their season too he, much. He's doing well, and it's good to see Trevor Lawrence doing well. Right, you mentioned the whole mental side. That's that's what I find so fascinating about a guy like Joe Burrow is like he's not overwhelming physically. Right, no. he doesn't he doesn't run a whole lot. His arm is good, not. Probably not top ten in the league like Joe Burrow. I mean, and is that good? Not, is that not Brady's recipe though too? It was. Brady. There's different ways to go about it. But and now increasingly in the league, you need a Trevor Lawrence size yeah. can move. Uh, but it always that's why it always fascinates with Burrow. It's like he doesn't do anything like crazy. All he does is read defenses really well and get the ball out on time and accurate. Well, then there's the flip side with the Mahomes that didn't know how to read a defense until like year two. Yeah, so. It's crazy. You got you got to be special at something, though, right? I think again, Joe Burrow on time, accurate. That's his special thing. Mahomes makes Mahomes, things happen. Extending plays. extending plays, yeah. arm arm angles, right? All that. Trevor Lawrence, big, can move, right? That same thing with Allen and Herbert. Yeah. So, uh, miss number one here. So we said when Matt Ryan got to Indy, uh, we we said that they're certainly going to be capable with them. Right? They're probably a playoff team. They're going to most likely win the division. We had them at first in the division. Had them at first place, right? Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you know, they, so they got the run game. Offensive line was finally healthy for the first time going into a season in a long time. They had the defense, good linebackers, good pass rush. They get Gilmore on the back end, and their defense still isn't that bad. Now, granted, they absolutely. I I mean, they forgot how to play defense in the second half uh, on what Saturday. Yeah. But I did not expect Matt Ryan to be as bad. He, uh, yeah, he. It was not. It, when usually when a veteran quarterback comes to a team, you expect, especially when the the new organization that they're coming to has like pieces that the old one did not. Right. Um, and there were things in Indy that I liked. That I liked the offensive line in Indy to, to finally give him protection. He never had that in Atlanta. Um, he had a running game with Jonathan Taylor. He yeah. didn't really have that in Atlanta when 100%. he was there. Atlanta has one this year, funny enough. But when he was there, they never had that. Um, so I expected him to do better. I expected him to kind of excel in Indianapolis, and it's just been the absolute adverse. It has it's, not been. It's not been. It's not been pretty for Matt Ryan. Hit number two here, Justin Herbert. It's, that's about all I have to say. I mean, look, I'll be honest. He was not good for most of that game. I mean, he wasn't. He had two, what two picks, no touchdowns. But when he had to be, um, he was. But again, but as his coach said, Justin was at his best when greatness is required. Yep. And that throw to Mike Williams, that might have been one of the best throws I've ever seen. Like, truthfully. I mean, that that was 40, 45 yards on a rope. With no, like, planted base. Like, no planted base. He wasn't on the from... run. On the run. 40 yards. No wobble. Absolute perfect spiral. On target. Precise. Where only his guy could catch the it on a read. rope. The perfect read for the perfect spot in the game, On too. a rope. Yeah. I mean, that, that's one of the best throws I've ever seen. Um... Justin Herbert is a unicorn. Hit number two. Uh, Miss number two. I didn't, nor do I think anyone expected Mitch Trubisky to be any semblance of capable on Sunday, especially against a good pass rush. Um, But he was actually really good, and he was really efficient. I think it was like 17 of 22, uh, like 175 yards, ran for a touchdown. Kind of the game you would expect from Mitch. Yep. Um, the high end of a Mitch Trubisky. I just didn't think I would get the high end of a Mitch. Uh, no, he's not a guy who's going to carry you to victory, but he can certainly manage a team to a nice win. I think he did just that on the road. Well, what I said during our predictions, I, I took the Steelers. Um, I, I kind of liked what I saw at least against the Carolina team, right? I thought the, the Steelers had the defense to beat a Carolina, and they did. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, so Darnold was running for his life. Uh, the, what I said, though, was 
it's going to depend on Mitch Trubisky, whether he can be mis- play some mistake-free football like he has for kind of like the first part of the season. Yeah. Uh, when he started, he was decent. Uh, yeah, he was two, he, two, three games. He was making the right reads. Um, you know, the outside of like those those games with all the picks, like those two really bad ones he's yeah, had two, this year. Two really bad games. He's, outside of that, hasn't been bad. He's been kind of safe. I said the Steelers will win if, if he can limit turnovers, and that's what we saw. So. Yeah, I just like to pat myself on the back there. I, I, I haven't been able to a lot this season, so i got to take it where I can. That's fair. We actually split on predictions this week, so we'll tie in there. We're, I'm 9-5-1, 5-9-1. 5-9-1, yeah. not too bad. Uh, head number three here. Zach Wilson at home. Minute 49 left. Three timeouts against an awful defense. Couldn't get it done. Point blank. I, I know. I know. We all want to complain about clock management. If you have to complain about clock management, you don't have the right guy. Period. Period. Figure it out, Zach. Right? That's a, that's a home game. You've been inactive for two, three weeks. You got a lot of rest. You got a lot of game planning. You got a lot of time to figure this out. That's a game that you have to win. You just have to, period, point blank. Right? Like, Brandon Staley's not good with clock management either. Does anybody complain about it? No, because you have Herbert, so it doesn't matter. Right? It just, it just doesn't matter when you have well, the right guy. A quarterback and a leader should be able to take over a situation like that and kind of guide the team, right? right. I mean, if you have the right guy at the helm, come on now. Right. If you have the right guy at the helm, also, you trust him to make the right decisions and call timeouts on his own. Sure, especially when you are, uh, I don't know, the second quarterback taken in your class. like Number two overall. <laughs> right. And you have no physical attribute that stands out to me whatsoever. None. So you better be good somewhere else, and, and that's not a good thing to see. And so this is also a hit with Robert Sala, too. I think he is the most overrated coach in the league. And everybody's hopping on him this year because, oh... Yeah, the Jets are good in their defense. I think he's downright awful. I think he might be a, a bottom five coach in the league. I would clean house. I'd get rid of him tomorrow. Yeah, it's, I'd it's sell bad. high on him tomorrow. I threw out a scenario. I said, would you trade him for a second-round pick? I would trade him tomorrow for a second-round pick midseason, mid-playoff run. I think he's that bad. Yeah, he's not good. He boils my blood. I cannot stand him. I think he's an awful coach. I would trade him tomorrow. And the Jets are an awful franchise, so what's it matter if you do? <laughs> Robert Saul is terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I would elevate the equipment staff, the head of the equipment staff, to the head coaching job before I let Robert Sala stand on the sideline for another game. Yeah, it was You're bad. telling me three timeouts, you don't call a timeout till 19 seconds left in the game? You're an idiot. I've watched high school coaches. Stupid. I've watched high school coaches coach better than that. Oh, my God. It boils my blood. I hate seeing bad football. Bad football boils my blood, and that's awful football. It's awful coaching. So I overthought it. Dude, you underthought it. It's the you basics. Underthought it. It's the basics. That's an. That's easy. Like that's an easy. Ask an eight-year-old playing Madden if they would have called a timeout. I, they would have said, "Yeah." It always blows my mind when this happens a lot too. Right? You saw this week, like the first game of the year, right, with Denver and uh, and Seattle, right? That, was yeah, that Thursday night that football? One. Or no, it was the first Monday night game. So it was the first Monday night game, first uh, first game of the year for Denver and Seattle. And you have Peyton Manning just timeout, 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 timeout. Yeah, on the Manning Every, cast. Everybody on every couch in America is sitting like timeout, 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 timeout. How do NFL coaches who get have done this for 20 years and get paid to do this and it, can't figure it out? And that's that's Nathaniel Hackett and, and Russell Wilson. The they can't, they can't figure it out. That is ridiculous. I don't get it. I don't I don't understand it. Oh, and they were at home too. Were they no, 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 no. They were at Seattle. They were okay, at Seattle. okay. They were at Seattle. But still, I, I mean, that doesn't that shouldn't even matter. That's, that's not even that's not even about noise. That's real. That's a really easy decision. That to make. comes down to can you look that, up that, and that, read that clock right there? <laughs> that's like, hey ref, you're six yards away. I'm gonna walk nine steps and go like this. That's not even. It's it's a literal hand motion. You couldn't figure it out. And everybody's looking at you. All you gotta do is hit it. That's it. <laughs> All right, uh, miss number three here. The bets were bad. I don't even want to talk about it. All right, we suck. Whatever. This isn't a betting show anyway. Okay, so I don't want to hear about it. Um, <laughs> this isn't a fantasy football show. This isn't a betting show. This is an opinion show on football. 
sports, but mostly football. Um, Can we make and the bets just the bets just haven't been good. But hey, if we if we win out on bets, we could still finish above five hundred on the year. We're yeah. seven and eight. No, yeah, seven and eight. So if we if we can if we can win out, we're uh, we're in business. So yeah, we're, we'll see what happens. We're right there. It'll be it'll be fine. We'll see what happens. But I have uh, faith. we'll pull it back. Hopefully, but uh, you know those hits and misses. Uh, what week fifteen? Just of the NFL that just was, passed going into week sixteen. Um, time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Yeah, uh, guys, a lot of show news though. Um, go sign up for the newsletter. First one came out last week. The um, and the second one just came out before this show on uh, Wednesday morning. So make sure you go and you subscribe to that. That is uh, at theissuesports.com. So just type that in theissuesports.com and scroll on that homepage. It's right there. It'll say sign up for newsletter. Yeah, punch the email in, hit sign up. Uh, it's that easy. Uh, stay up to date with the show and all the latest news in the NFL. We will be back for the second segment to give out Christmas gifts to NFL teams. Segment number two on a what? Thursday now. Almost Christmas time. Merry Christmas to those out there because you know, this will be our last episode before Christmas. So right. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to the family. Appreciate you guys listening. Um, December 22nd. Yeah, absolutely. December 22nd. It's flying by. NFL season's flying by a week 15 has come and gone. We're going into week 16, and we figured for the holidays, let's play a little bit of Santa Claus. Let's go through um, the NFL, some of the the NFL teams. I think we have like six here, Um, and let's give them a Christmas gift. Like, what do they need? We're going to give them a gift under the tree, you know, a bigger gift, and we'll give them a little stocking stuffer on the side. And uh, and see how we can help. You gotta love how we it. can help these teams. You gotta love a good stocking stuffer. You have to. You um, have to. Sometimes it can make or break the day. Uh, and it, honestly, I just can't believe it's already. We're going to be predicting week sixteen in the third segment here, uh, just to give the people a look ahead. Uh, absolutely crazy. I feel like we were just starting off the season with our week one, getting yeah. into the swing of things. We're looking at the end now. It's it's getting tight, and there are some divisional races that are absolutely. I mean, they are some of the best in football, or um, or the worst yet still close. Like the yeah, NFC like the South, NFC South. Where that nobody is has a, a winning dumpster record. fire. Nobody has a winning record. No, and not and, one. And Tampa's on top. At what this, uh, did they lose? They lost six and nine. They're on no top. six and season eight, but they're still on top. Oh, that's right. They that's are insane. Eight. Yeah, that's insane. What Carolina's five and nine, one game back. I think Atlanta's five and nine, one game back. You won't find that anywhere else. I is is New Orleans five and nine too? I think so. That's just yeah. I I can't I. Could you imagine? It's very real that like a ten a ten loss team gets in from that division. Yeah, I, seven and ten. That's that's slightly concerning. Awful. Uh, I, hate, I hate bad football. Well, I hate bad football. And it's on the NFC side. I mean, what do we expect? We expected the AFC to be a lot more powerful. We've seen that so far. Well, we're gonna talk. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit about quarterbacks, and and we'll talk like go look at the bracket and go look the quarterbacks in the AFC, and then go look at the NFC. Like the AFC is gonna have. Mahomes, Allen, Herbert. Um, if uh, if Trevor Lawrence sneaks in, Trevor Lawrence is going to be in there. Yeah, yep. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. Uh, but let's get to this first. Uh, we're going to give NFL teams their Christmas gifts for the season. Okay, let's start with Dallas. You know, we talked about them a lot, so we'll, we'll keep it going. Um, the big gift under the tree for Dallas. I think you got to go with Sean Payton. I think that's... So, like, let me paint the scene here for you. You lose in the first round, which would you rather lose in the first round and make a really good hire in Sean Payton, or would you rather 
go to the NFC Championship game, obviously probably lose because you're not that type of team to go to the Super Bowl, and talk yourself into Mike McCarthy, and now you're stuck with him for another couple of years. Mm -hmm. I'd rather go to Sean Payton. Exactly. So it's it might suck now, losing the first round, fire McCarthy, get get Sean Payton. Because I think he would take that job in a heartbeat. That's a big-time job. And I never thought McCarthy was the guy for Dallas, though, no, either. No, it, it doesn't feel right. That's a big brand. He's more of a hometown guy. You know, he's with Pittsburgh guy. He, he fit well Goes, in Green Bay when he was there. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, just kind of like that Midwesterner, and it, it was fine. Sean Payton it, feels big, though. It, yeah, yeah. He's the kind of guy and the type of caliber of a coach that you need for a big brand like a Dallas, especially when you are the biggest brand in football. You're America's team. You need that splash at coach. I agree. And then for a stocking stuffer, right, you know, socks and stuff like that, um, let's go with a restructured DAC contract. Now, I'm not saying we got to pay DAC $20 million, but instead of 50 can we can we talk him down to 38 a year? Can we talk him down to 38 a year and extend out some money? <laughs> yeah, you'd have to. Even if you can talk him down to 40 that would be a win. If you can free up ten million dollars, look, it's gonna. This is gonna be something that plagues whoever comes in to coach this team. If they do end up getting a Sean it's the Payton, cap situation. it's it's gonna be their cap situation and their money and their financials. You gotta get that straightened out and in order before you think you're gonna win anything in this league. You don't yeah. see the teams that mismanage their money and mismanage the cap ever have any sort of success in the go late at, po- uh, postseason to the Super Chicago. Bowl. Yeah, go look at Chicago. Yeah, what, they're not gonna make a run soon. No. Um, all right, let's go with Pittsburgh. Under the tree, offensive line with your first pick, whether that's Peter Skaronsky, Paris Johnson, I don't really care who it is. Um, you got to go offensive line with your first pick. Um, we can argue pass block or run block. I don't really care. Go get a good offensive lineman. If you're good, you can do both well enough. Um, that's that's the weak spot, especially when you have a young quarterback. That's what you got to build on. Yeah. I like I like the tight end. I like our weapons. Well, don't love our weapons, but I like them. And I don't think you go draft a first round wide receiver with this. We have a good enough receiving core where that's not what you need in the first round. And plus, we can go get a third round wide receiver who can step in and be the third guy on the team. That's fine. Yeah. And I like tight end. I like Najee. So you got to go offensive line with your first pick. That's the big gift under the tree. Right. And, and I think the Steelers draft skill positions really well in the late oh, rounds fantastic. of the draft. Yeah. So you don't really have to worry about that all that much. You have to go get a road grader. Somebody that's going to be able to open up holes for Najee. Somebody that's going to be able to protect for longer than a second and a half yeah. uh, so that we can get passes off and let our receivers' routes develop. I think our receivers are fine. They just have, they no, have no time to get into their routes yeah. uh, and make their second, third move if, if that's what they need. Right. Um, uh, stocking stuffer for the, for the uh, Steelers. I would go depth at DB. Perfect. Right? Like, I, th- I think our, our top couple guys, right? You got Minka, Sutton. Um, you know, they're not the problem. I think the problem is once you get to our second and our third DB, the, the second and third wide receivers are significantly better than them. That's where you're getting beat. And especially on critical downs. So you look at third oh down. Oh, my God, our third downs are awful. You, you can't get off the field. You have to play man on a third down, right? You can't give Most them that. Most of the time, depending on. You can't on, give them that, right. uh, that little bit of depending on the down and room distance, to yeah. make a catch. Right. Um, so if you're playing man, our DBs in Pittsburgh are horrific. On, on, on playing man and playing with the guy. Our, our linebackers are a little bit slow. Um, a little so bit. So you, uh, you need a little bit of help at DB. I think that would be a perfect stocking stuffer. All right, Buffalo. I think I think the biggest under a tree is you got to – I think you got to get a new offensive coordinator. And I don't think – I don't want to say this is a shot at Ken Dorsey. I just – I don't think he's a fit. I think they've been thoroughly outcoached multiple times, yep. especially on the offensive side of the football. Um, Let's not forget that game against Miami, the first one. Yeah, when you score, when you have that many yards, but you can't cash in. Yeah. Um, 
And I, I like Sean McDermott, and that's fine if you want to go defensive coach. You have to get a top-notch offensive coordinator. I don't think Ken Dorsey is that yet. Um, I mean, go look at Belichick in uh, in, in New England. He had McDaniels, right? So, or yeah, yeah, Josh McDaniels, yeah. right? He was fine because you had a elite offensive coordinator. They don't have one in Buffalo. Look at and Josh Allen's still great. Look at his regression since they lost Brian Dable. He's throwing more interceptions. He's not quite as efficient. Yeah. This, has to run a little bit more schemes because schemes just aren't the same. It seems like it's there's no scheme, there's no offensive identity until the fourth quarter, and the identity is, hey, Josh, go win the game. Yeah, we saw how that worked with Russ in Seattle for what eight years, where they're just like, hey, we're gonna run the ball, play good defense for the first three quarters. Oh crap, we're down ten. Hey, Russ, go save us. Also, part of it I think is when when you go from such an elite OC and to, to just to, an to, average, kind of just like you know, Ken Dorsey's an uh, average offensive coordinator. I would take him way over Matt Canada. Like the, the Steelers, 100%. if they hired him, I would not be mad at all. No, um, but in Buffalo, when you are trying to win like Buffalo is, and you have the elite pieces, you need an elite OC, coaching staff, everything around that needs to be perfect for your quarterback. I agree, and the stocking stuffer that's going to help this uh, hopeful new uh, offensive coordinator would be a run game, uh, an actual legitimate run game, not hey, Josh Allen dependent yeah. run game, an actual. 23 times a game, we can hand the ball off and get four and a half yards of carry, wear down defenses, and actually set up a real play action. Right, because you need that. You need to take a lot of the pressure off of Josh. You're going to see injuries uh, follow from this soon. Yeah. I, this is. I don't want it to happen. You but can't keep just up with statistically this. Statistically yeah. speaking, if you are relying on him to drop back, you know, 40 plus times a game, and at the same time be your leading rusher. Yeah, that's not that's not ideal. Th- that is not what you need. Let's go Chicago. The Chicago Bears. They need under the tree big gift star receiver i think that's that's point number one we see it uh you gotta go get a star receiver for your young quarterback Diggs with josh allen jamar chase with joe burrow right that is the recipe for success you have to go get a star receiver under or i'm sorry the the stocking stuffer if you can i would go i would go in the first round i would go get uh, like a peter scronzi like a really good lineman yeah because you can't have justin field running for his life um and you need to get him some weapons to throw to i think chase claypool would be a nice two Darnell Mooney, a nice three. Yeah. You got to go get a one. I don't know whether that be via trade. If you can maybe trade up from the second round into the late first round, mm-hmm. go get a guy there. This isn't a really good high-end receiver draft, but it's a really good draft for like the second and third round. There's a lot of guys that you can get good value there for. Um, so I would go get a receiver and go get an offensive tackle. Look, you can't deny that it's an offensive league now. The teams that are successful are the ones that are aggressive and they go out and they make those big deals. Um, and you have to go find that guy. Justin Fields, I think, has a pretty high ceiling. We've seen him do things this oh, year. Yeah. He's been able to move around really yeah. well, uh, extend plays. He's been able to rush really well, too. Um, so if he doesn't have to run for his life and he can kind of sit back in that pocket and have some receivers to throw to, that's that's a recipe for success for Chicago. 100%. Now, you do have to clean up a little bit of the contract stuff, especially on the defensive end. They're paying a lot of um, money over there. But I think th- that's at least a step in the right direction. you got to get right. your offense together. All right, let's go with the Rams. <clears throat> Under the tree, <laughs> dude. You need draft picks. I mean, they <laughs> they they mortgage their future, and you can recoup some picks in the offseason. I would move Jalen Ramsey. You could probably get a first. Mm-hmm. I would look at moving Bobby Wagner. You could probably get a, a second. You have to strongly consider moving a couple other pieces, whether that be Van Jefferson, whether that be maybe a different receiver, and go and get a second and a third. Get younger, get younger, cheaper talent, and recoup some of the draft picks because you're losing. You don't have any draft picks. You're paying a lot of money. Yeah. It's something you have to do. And I think on the back end, with those picks, you got to go get wide receiver depth. We see now that Cooper Cup's out, 
that passing attack is awful. It's yeah. not good. And I know Stafford's out too, but even when Stafford was in there, without Cooper Cup, that's not the same offense. Even It's not even close to the same offense. You just need some fresh faces in the room in LA, yeah. I think. Uh, you can't be stuck around the same, and, and you can't just bring constantly just bring people back, bring people back. Yeah. Uh, so, you need some turnover. And you need to get that, that infusion of youth too. Right, you have like a lot, kind of a lot of aging stars. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, Matt Stafford, you got Aaron Donald, who's getting up there. Bobby Wagner, Jalen. Yeah. So yeah. you need, you need youth. Yeah, I agree. Uh, how about the Detroit Lions, our sixth and final team here? First thing they need under the tree, you got to get a DB. You got to get, you got to get some DB. Jeff Okuda has been better in what year two now, um, but you got to get secondary help. They're just getting torched over the top. Yeah. The only way they can really win is shootouts. Now, granted, their defense played pretty well this week against Zach Wilson, but they got torched for like 315 yards through the air, right, mm. against a bad quarterback. Um, and then secondly, I think you need a number two wide receiver. I think Amon Ra is a really nice, solid one. I think you need a number two receiver to add another layer to that offense. A little bit of depth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly last week. Uh the biggest kind of problem with Detroit right now is their defense, right? 100%. Their offense is fine, except obviously on the road, the numbers take a little bit of a dip. It's mostly their a Jared defense, Goff though, is 32nd in, in yards They're allowed. They're bad. Uh, and they are letting teams score touchdowns At all of the time. It's bad. Yeah, um, it's bad. So, yeah, we saw a little bit more of the break over bend um, for Detroit this last week. Uh, a little a DB would help, and then... They're, yeah, they already kind of have a pass rush, so I think, I think you need to get secondary help. Go get some depth, depth at wide receiver, yeah. you know, just to bolster the offense a little bit. But uh, overall, that's our, that's, our, that's our little that's our little Santa Claus game there. We're giving out gifts. Yeah, um, we should be consulting for NFL teams, honestly, at this point. Start our own little uh, NFL consulting firm. Just talk to GMs all day and tell them what they should do. I like it. I think Indianapolis could use that. Yeah, Indy would Indy would probably be the first one to yeah. be offering up to yeah. for those services. Well, actually, we're gonna talk Indy here. Let's get into the news going into week. 16. So let's start with story number one. I know we just we just played a little, you know, Santa Claus action. Let's play GM here, right? So the Colts obviously blew a 33-point lead, the largest blown lead in NFL history. What in God's name do you do moving forward if you're the GM or or in ownership in the front office for Indianapolis? What do Look, you do? You gotta blow it all up, right? You have to you have to completely start over. You have an agree more. You have I guess some framework. You have some offensive line pieces to work with. Some defensive pieces. Um, defense isn't bad. Yeah, you have you have some pass rushers. Here's the thing, though. You don't have anybody at skill positions that matter. You have probably the worst receiving core in the league. So it's you need to go address. Five, you need to go address. You need you need some sort of offensive firepower. Matt Ryan is obviously not the guy. If you can't see yep. it by now, I don't know what you've been watching for the last 15 weeks. Right. Um, so if if I'm in Indianapolis today, just blow it all up. Who cares how you I finish agree. this year? I agree. Literally lose the rest of your games. Just get to the offseason and start making moves. Adjust contracts where you need. Free up money. Dra- get draft capital and move forward. Just forget this year. I agree. I agree. I, I would look to. Uh, I'd look to move Jonathan Taylor. I think you'd get a first round pick for him. You could, and you could get. You could get a lot. For go look at a team I, that's I don't like know, I don't know what you could get for Matt Ryan at this point. <laughs> yeah, so you're you're telling me Buffalo wouldn't give up a first? If I'm Buffalo, I'd give up a first for Jonathan Taylor. I you're in a, you're in a win now situation, and Jonathan Taylor next year gives you a legitimate run game. I'd give up a first for Jonathan Taylor if I'm Buffalo. Yeah, I'd be on the phone with them tomorrow. I would too, and and it's something that Indianapolis needs to really consider. I agree. All right, story number uh, two here. Let's go. Jalen Hurts sprained shoulder, right shoulder, throwing shoulder. Against the Bears, which that's always uh, that's always my concern with the mobile quarterbacks is 
can you stay healthy, right? Injury. Justin Fields is even getting banged up, running around that much. Yeah. So Minshew Mania is in line to get the start. Is it weird that I might still take the Eagles Sunday? Like I, I, I really, I really like Gardner Minshew, and I don't think it's a quarterback dependent team. Now, granted, Hurts takes them to another level. Yeah, but I think they could defense and run game their way to a win. Am I crazy? No, I, I completely agree. We talk about the the types of teams that they, they don't rely on their quarterback completely. Um, sure, Jalen Hurts is a, is a really really good quarterback, and he's showed out this year. Yeah, but for sure. I don't think that team lives and dies through Jalen Hurts. They I'm have so other ways of winning. Uh, Miles Sanders running the ball—that's a lock, almost. You know, yeah, he's yeah, and they, um, they have they have him, they have Gainwell, they have Boston Scott, they have a couple good backs, yeah. right? And, and they're going to be able to hit you with fresh guys almost every other play. Um, wear down the defense, move the ball on the ground, and that's what good they receivers. are. They're a run-first team anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so good receivers, good defense. They, yeah, they have enough. That's an interesting game. So it's in Dallas. I don't know who I take there. We're going to do our predictions here in a, yeah. in a little bit. We'll get to that in the next but segment. But. Um, all right, story number three here. Patriots, they lose in one of the worst fashions I think I've ever seen. I mean, seriously. So, first of all, there's like, what, four seconds left when they snap the ball. At that point, I'm probably going to take a knee or I'm going to throw a Hail Mary. Yeah. One of the two. I don't like laterals. I don't like the idea that they're going to run a, a halfback draw and then he's going to lateral it. I think that's the stupidest play I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You have Mac Jones. Let's just take a knee go to overtime. You have a better coach. You a better defense. I would go to overtime. I'd go to overtime. So yes, but they're going to instead get a, a halfback draw to Ramondre Stevens. He's going to pitch to Jacoby Myers, and then I from there I I don't know if somebody possessed Jacoby Myers. <laughs> I don't know if he had money on the minus one and a half on Vegas. I don't know what happened, but he throws it right to Chandler Jones, I mean, and he right runs to it back him too. right to him and. It was the weirdest thing. He, he started sprinting the other way, stops, plants his feet, and just throws a dot I, right to him. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. Can you actually take the Patriots seriously right now? Uh, I can't. And the only reason that they have any credibility right now is their coach, is, is Bill Belichick. Because outside of that, tell me one position or one player on that team that you trust. I don't, I don't trust Mac Jones whatsoever. He's a decent quarterback. He's gotten the job done. But I don't yeah. trust him. I don't either. Maybe Ramondre Stevenson, they're back. I like they're back. That's about it. I and mean, even bad. he's even he's sporadic. He doesn't have yeah, great days consistent. all the time. Yeah. So. All right, last story here. Let's switch over to the other football. You know, soccer. World Cup finished up. Messi scores two goals. Mbappe has a hat trick. Um, but Argentina beats France. World Cup final in PKs. I think Messi has a good argument that he is the GOAT of all GOATs. It's got what, like seven MV that their version of an MVP. It's like the the B- Balloon d'Or, Balloon d'Or, or something like that. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm probably butchering it. It's yeah, the MVP. Basically, an MVP. We'll call it an MVP. Um, he's got a World Cup. He's got a couple, you know, other titles or whatever. It, soccer confuses me. Really All does. I know is he is insane. He's insane. And that Mbappe is like 22 years old. Scores a hat trick in the World Cup final. Yeah. Like that's like I don't. I don't want to say rookie because he's he's been around a little bit. He's 22, but he's been playing since he was like 19. That'd be like, uh, I, oh, gee, like, like if Burrow went to Super Bowl last year and put up like 500 yards and like five touchdowns, it'd be insane. It'd be insane. That would be yeah, that would be nuts. So either way, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about soccer, but all I know is it was a really good game to watch, and I don't even like soccer. I really don't. I I, I think it's very very boring. Yeah, I love those zero zero games. They get me going. Oh god. It's almost unwatchable, but I did watch the final almost the whole way through. And what was crazy was 2 nothing Argentina all the way until like 
15 minutes left, and then France scores twice to tie it. And then it goes into overtime. They both score once because it's not, it's not sudden death, which I think is stupid, by the way. They both score once, and then it goes to PKs, which is... That'd be like if uh, if the Stanley Cup went to a, went to a shootout in Game 7. Like, just everything riding on it. Which I think... I, Sidebar. I think that that would be cool. I don't know That's why they crazy. do away with. I don't know why they do away with the shootouts in, in the in NHL the in the in the playoffs. That would be nuts. That would be nuts. So uh, either way, it was good entertainment. I feel like that's the only part of a soccer game I'd be able to watch. Like, the end, yeah, if it got like to I, that point. I cannot sit. And then the, then they start adding minutes to the clock. I don't know what's going I on don't with get, the clock. I don't understand the minutes I, getting know, added on. I understand NFL clock, right? You look at it. It's first quarter. And it's ticking down, it's not first, going yeah, up. It's like four minutes left in the first quarter, and that equals a buffalo chicken dip will be done in about, you know, 20-ish minutes. Right. right? You have your little soccer. I'm watching. It's like 20 minutes. And then I look back and it's like 38 minutes, but then now it's going to go up to like 97 minutes because of a penalty. It doesn't make like, any sense we, to me we, either. And then it doesn't stop either, even when they call timeouts. It's weird. It's weird. You, could, you could do like a, you could delay the game a bunch if you wanted to, if you're in the lead. I don't know. Confuses me. <laughs> either way, it was, it was good, good television. Um, and Messi's great. That, that, that's the takeaway from the World Cup. So good for them. Good for soccer. It was a good event. Um, but yeah, that's it for the news. So... Next segment on the other side here, we'll have predictions like normal, week 16. Yep. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about quarterbacks, look at the playoff bracket, and talk about how how good do you have to be a quarterback to actually be able to be taken seriously as a team here in the 2022 NFL landscape. What's up? We are back. It is the third segment on Thursday, December 22nd. Um, Great segment here. So we have all of our week 16 predictions uh, first. So we're going to uh, just kind of lead with that. And then we will get into a discussion uh, to finish off the show on the need for a top quarterback and, and why they are so important and the value that is now uh, behind that position. Um, but overall, make sure you go and um, sign up for the issue newsletter, theissuesports.com. Um, type in your email, click sign up. Uh, make sure you're doing that keep up with everything here from the show and then be on the lookout we have products and all kinds of stuff coming uh, your way and it will be on the website here hopefully in about a month so can't wait cannot wait um before any of that though we have to try to win a week of predictions here you know i struggled this year i finished five nine i'm five nine and one right now i'd like to kind of close that a little bit uh get some garbage time wins uh, so we're going to try to do that this week. I got some risky picks this week, so I think this might be your week to do it. But I, uh, mean, I, I need one. I, I, I need somebody to. Fair. I need the cards to fall my way just once. Just once. One, one more time. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. Well, I guess let's get into it. All right, go. Uh, the Jags at the Jets tonight, uh, Thursday Night Football in New York. Uh, we're both going to take the Jags here. I think they have a more talented quarterback. Uh, I like their weapons a lot better. Um, and I just don't, I don't, like I said, I don't like Sala. I don't. I don't like Zach Wilson. And it's hard to trust them after what we saw. Very hard to trust them. Very, very tough to against a really bad defense. They put up, what, 17 points? And you can't do and that. And completely butcher the last drive. That's something. You can't do that. That's that's awful. That's awful. So I don't trust anyone in New York. I'll go Jags. Uh, Seattle at the Chiefs. We're both going to take the Chiefs here. This is another. They're, they're, a, better, they're, 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 they're just a better football team. Yeah. From um, top to bottom. Coach, quarterback, lines. Everywhere. And sure, Seattle's looked good this year, and they have exceeded expectations. For sure, no doubt about that. Yeah, and they have a bright future, but right now... But they're not beating the Chiefs this week. 100%. 100%. Couldn't agree more. 
All right, first split here. Giants at the Vikings. You're going to take the Vikings. I get it. They're probably a little bit better of a team. I'll take the Giants. Um, we're not going to do bets here. Go to, go to our TikTok for bets on the budget. But if you're looking at the line, three and a half, plus three and a half, so you get the hook on your side if you're going to take the dog with the Giants. I'll take them to win outright in a really, really tough game. If you look at the games that are tough for Minnesota, it's the ones that are really good in the trenches, the yeah. tough physical teams. And I think with the defensive line of the Giants, they're going to be able to muddy up this football game. Dallin's not going to have a lot of running lanes. Kirk throwing the ball. He's going to have some pressure in his face. I'll take the Giants. Don't feel great about it because I think they're more pretender than contender. But I'll go Giants. I just like the way the Vikings have been playing so far. Mm-hmm. And, and plus, I think after a really, really tough divisional game against the Commanders this last week, it is going to kind of take a toll on them at least a little bit. I, I don't think they're going to be at the same the, the level. same level. Or the level at least needed to beat a Minnesota Vikings team right, right. now. And so on the flip side, I'll go because Minnesota... With that crazy 33-point comeback, could they take a step down? That's going to be an interesting game to watch. Yeah. All right, Falcons at the Ravens. We're both going to take the Ravens. Even with the injuries, I think that's – I like their culture better. I like their coach better. I just like the I mean, game right now, right now, too. Right now, quarterback's a, a coin flip. Is it Desmond Ritter? Is it Marcus Mariota? Is it Tyler Huntley, Anthony Brown? Is Lamar back? Who knows? doesn't really matter. I'll take the defense of Baltimore, too. Um, they're a better football team top to bottom. Yeah. They're more disciplined. Yeah. Let's go with the Lions at the Panthers. We'll both take the Lions here. It is interesting. The Panthers at home as a dog have been pretty good this year. Um, but I don't trust Sam Darnold. I don't trust that offense. And you got to trust what your eyes tell you. They're 6-1 on their last seven. Their offense is playing well. Their defense is improving, although it's not where it needs to be. The Lions, they feel like a playoff team to me. And it They're feels weird to say that. It right feels now. weird to say the Lions feel like a playoff team, but they do. They run the ball really well. They scheme really well so they can throw off of that run play action. With Great Jared play Goff. action, yeah. Um, Jared Goff has been playing fairly mistake-free football, yeah. doing what he needs to do. It's not like he's this. they're relying on him to carry that team. He kind of just fits in with, it, with everybody else, and they all play their role. But it seems to work, and I like them this week. Yeah. Saints at the Browns. It's going to be a really, really cold, snowy game. Uh, for that reason, I'll take Cleveland. I think I don't trust the Saints. An indoor team going up. To Cleveland to, to play in the snow and the wind and the cold. Uh, that sounds like a bad recipe yeah. uh, for, for, for winning for the Saints, so I'll go with the Browns. And for that reason, I'm out on the Saints as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mark Cuban, and for that reason, I am out on All right, so with the Bengals at the Patriots, um, I'll take the Bengals. Now, again, it's going to be snowy. It's going to be cold. It's going to be miserable up in Foxborough. I don't think it really matters. I think even running the football, the Bengals are a really, really solid team. They have two right. backs they can hit you with. Hit you with. Um, the defensive line is, is really, really good as well. They lose Trey Hendrickson, but they still can get a pass rush. They still have some run stuffers. I'll take the Bengals over the Patriots. See, when I was thinking about this one, I was thinking, okay, Bill Belichick might be able to scheme to take Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase out of the game a little bit. So it's really going to come down to who can run the ball better. And plus, just the conditions in, in a Foxborough. Yeah. You need to be able to run the ball. Uh, and Joe Mixon has just been He's been good. Absolute tank same this same game. with P. Ryan, too. I mean, yeah. off the, as, as like the second back, he's been good, too. Right. Uh, all right, let's go with the Bills at the at the Bears. Probably going to be cold and snowy like most of these games this weekend. I'll take the Bills. They're a better team. Bills. It's an interesting plus nine on the line because it's going to it's snowy and, and the game's kind of muddied up a little bit. I it's an interesting it. underdog for the Bears, but yeah. I think if we're just picking winners, yeah, we're Bills. Yeah, we're going money line. It's going to be Bills. I don't hundred percent. And, and uh, let's not forget how used the like, the Bills the, are used. The weather to that. isn't going to isn't going to shouldn't matter, matter for either of the teams because no. they're both used to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Texans at the Titans. It's actually going to be really, really cold in Nashville. So, I, not that again, not that I 
think it matters too much, um, but I'll go with the Titans. Yeah, I like the Titans too. Let's go 49ers at Commanders. I like the Niners. Better football team at home. They play two very similar kind of like physical styles of football. 100%. So I think yeah. it's going to be kind of just like a slugfest, but I like the 49ers. They have more weapons when it comes down to it, right? You have some oh, yeah. in the backfield. Um, <clears throat> you know, I was going to say Debo, but... Yeah, no, not, no Debo, but um, you got Ayuk, you got yeah, Kittle. You got you got guys on yep. all levels. So. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, Eagles at the Cowboys. We are split on this one. You'll take the Eagles. I think it's a coin flip game. I'll give it to Dallas because they're at home. Um, so I think that's that's really the only deciding factor for me. I think even if Hurts is in there, now go back is, and forth. This I, is game of the week. This is the game right, of the week. You still this one. You watch this Yep, one. this is the game of the week, Saturday at 425 on Fox. Like I said, I'll take the Cowboys because they're at home, but I don't feel great about it. It's yeah. a coin flip. Uh, I like the Eagles. It's just again another coin flip. Just gonna yeah. just roll with what what the gut's telling you. I, I like the birds this year, man. They're Fair enough. Flying. Fair enough. Let's go Raiders at the Steelers. We're gonna take the Steelers. They're gonna be at home. We were talking a Vegas team coming to the snow, to the wind, to it's the cold. It's supposed to be negative one here with the wind coming off the river. Uh, it's negative one without the wind chill. That's and tough. The forecast is wind and snow. Nope. So, nope. Um, yeah. From the Raiders, I want no parts of that game. No, no, no parts of that game. Vegas team walking into that, that's going to be a punch in the face, not to mention getting hit by T.J. Watt in that weather. Strong pass. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Steelers here. All right, Christmas Day games, we got the Packers at the Dolphins. Uh, we'll both think the Dolphins sit there at home, so it shouldn't be, shouldn't be a weather issue in Miami. It should be nice. Um... Yeah, I'll take, I think they're a better team. It's a more explosive offense. Yeah. It is an interesting – that's an interesting game. The Packers have been playing decent if they can run the football a little bit. Like, I don't think they're – I don't think it's the Dolphins, like, going away or anything. No, and I don't think – well, I mean, this was one that kind of – I was kind of confused by this one because you have, like, the success and the, the experience of Aaron Rodgers in, in, in the late season, yeah. right? He has no weapons compared to an absolutely stacked weapons room in Miami. Tyreek Hill, Jalen um, Waddle, Mike Kosicki, Cedric Wilson. They, they've been looking backs. better every year too, or every week. Uh, they've been, you know, kind of gelling more and more. And right. It just seems that they've kind of hit their stride, and I like them over over the Packers here. Let's go with the Broncos at the Rams. I mean, we're split on this one. It's the Rams are getting that. Uh, they're favored by a half a point. I'm going Rams. Purely because of Sean McVay, I think. Yeah, that's, that's these rosters fair, yeah. are so bad they almost cancel each other out. I think it comes down to coaching, and I think I'll take Sean McVay over Nathaniel Hackett. I'll take that. I'll go Broncos to be different, and also I think I do think both the rosters are bad. I think the Broncos is slightly better, so I don't know. I'll just go with the Broncos. That's, <laughs> that's really, an awful game. Um, all right, Bucks at Cardinals. We're both going to take the Bucks. I think that's the Brady effect. Yeah, and I mean, what I think they're down to their third string quarterback in Arizona. I'll pass. Chargers at the Colts to round it off on Monday night football. Uh, the Chargers are a significantly better team. It actually blows my mind that they're only minus four. They're only hammer that. That's a good bet. That'd be a good bet. Um, yeah, Chargers. Chargers are a better team. Herbert's a better quarterback. They're they're pretty much better at almost every level, including coach. And I don't even like Brandon Staley. So. Yeah, right. That's a better football team, top it to is. bottom. It is. Um, so yeah, we're split on Denver and LA. Philly and Dallas, and then the Giants-Vikings. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, that's week 16 Here's predictions. The thing with this week, you can you can see the intent with the NFL on Christmas Day. We were talking about a little bit before we started how bad the Christmas Day matchups are this year. 
You but when they, they but it, when they schedule right, it, when when they schedule it, you can see the intent on how they they wanted Brady and Kyler, right? They they figured that they would be kind of positioning two on Aaron, right? That those are that, that going they, in. They're like those are some decent rosters to be completing for a, a playoff spot. Christmas Day matchup, but as and then we've the, seen things fall apart. Defending so. champs and then like the betting favorites to win it from the AFC, right? And then who would have thought that the game of the week would be Cowboys Eagles in the NFC East? Like I would have not thought that. Not I. Season, not so. I. Uh, either way, there will be good football this week. Just maybe not on Christmas. Spend some time with the family instead. Um, so definitely catch those Saturday games, Christmas Eve. For sure. Festivities. For sure. Let's talk a little bit about quarterbacks. As the game shifts more towards offense, we've seen like a, a higher need and a higher threshold for for quarterback play. Right. You need to have an elite quarterback. You need to be special at quarterback in some aspect. Right. Kansas City got to the playoffs with a bunch with Alex Smith. Doesn't matter. You got to be dynamic. They go out and get Patrick Mahomes. Tyrod Taylor of the Bills of the playoffs. Doesn't matter. You gotta be dynamic at quarterback, Josh Allen. Look, look for look at the winners from this weekend. Let's just look at the winners from a couple of the key games, right? Two and Josh Allen, Buffalo, Miami. Two was very, very good for three and a half to you know, two and a half to three quarters. For most of the game, he was very good. Played really well. What happened like midway through the third there into the fourth quarter? Oh, I don't know, like a blizzard. He couldn't compete. He looked completely outclassed. Josh Allen, on the other hand, nah, he just put on a cape and led his team to victory. Put on a cape. Wasn't even fair. How about how about Dak Prescott? He was fine for like the first half of the game. He was good. Trevor was good for the first half, too. Second half, mm, Dak has two picks. One goes the other way to completely lose the game for them. Trevor finishes with four touchdowns, a couple unreal throws down the stretch. Looked like a significantly better quarterback. How about Houston? They, they led, actually, most of the game. On Sunday versus the Chiefs. Good defense, solid running attack, had a good game plan, could not stop Mahomes. Couldn't stop Mahomes. 28 for 28, throwing to his top three targets McKinnon, Kelsey, and her, uh, uh, Juju Smith Schuster. 87% completion percentage. Completed 20 straight throws down the stretch. How about Philly? They had, they had, a, they had a tough game. They went 25 20, kind of a slugfest. Hertz has two picks. But when it matters most, with a sprained shoulder, massive throw to A.J. Brown on the sideline. Massive throw. That's a, that's a big-time play. Not to mention he added three rushing touchdowns on top of it. How about Burrow? Down 14 and a half. Little to no hope. No run game. No run game whatsoever. They had like 40 total yards on the ground. He just throws four second-half touchdowns and just completely ruins the Buccaneers. Okay, okay. How about Herbert? Looked off all day long. When greatness was required, he dialed up a 45-yard seed to Mike Williams to set up the game-winning kick. You have to be special at this position. It's a must now. It's not a, it's not a. oh, if we surround this B-plus quarterback. Nope. You have to be A at quarterback to be able to actually be taken seriously as a Super Bowl team, period. Ask yourself, are there any teams right now with a not-top-seven quarterback that you actually, in your heart of hearts, thinks can win. They think can win. Like, like Minnesota, according to the according to you know like standings, we're talking record, is a top seven team. Do we actually think they can win? No, because it's Kirk Cousins, and I like Minnesota, and I like Kirk Cousins. People have been talking, oh, the Raiders, they're that this is their year. Then before the year that that's, that's what they said, right? This is their year. I said, well, I mean, I like Derek Carr, but they're not talented enough around Derek Carr to do that. And the Cowboys, right? They're a top seven team according to, you know, the stats and, and stuff like that. Do we actually think that, can we take them seriously as a Super Bowl team? No. 
but it's Dak. And Dak's a fine quarterback, but he's not that level. He's not that level of special. Right? Who is in the Super Bowl bubble right now? I don't know. Um, actually, San Francisco is the only one that doesn't have an elite quarterback. But that's the best roster maybe assembled in the last five or six years. So San Francisco, outlier. But then you got Kansas City, Mahomes. Buffalo, Josh Allen. I would put Cincinnati in that with Burrow. I, I'm not sure, Super Bowl-wise, with the Chargers, how viable they are. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If that's the seven seed, ooh, that's a tough day to be a two seed. That is, that is not the matchup you want. That is not the matchup you want first round. So, we can keep you can keep, you can try to sell the room on Kirk or Dak, or or, or da- you get to keep trying to sell, sell me on Daniel Jones. That is or, or Tua, right? This is what you need to be an elite team in the NFL. If you're chasing mediocre like Houston right now. Would it hurt you to get Derek Carr for two years? Would it hurt you to get Baker for two years to become relevant? No. But if you're actually truly chasing a championship, you have to be special at the most important position quarterback. 100% agree. 100% agree. Um, So the thing is, and kind of the way that we pick games a lot of the times, especially when we get late in the season, especially when we get to the playoffs and, and games start to matter and the experience starts to matter, you pick the better quarterback. Picking the better yeah. quarterback, nine times nine times out of ten, you're going to pick the right winner of the game. Right. Um, so if, you, if these teams have any hopes of going anywhere, you need to have the right guy at the most important position. Uh, you obviously need other things to go right as well. But that's that's number one. You have to have that stapled down. Like, do you think the Kansas City Chiefs have all the success they've had recently if they don't have Mahomes? No. Probably not. No. They so, would have been the same mediocre team that they were. So go look. This is the playoff picture right now. In the AFC, you have the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Titans, the Ravens, the Chargers, the Dolphins. So that's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Lamar will probably be back, so that's five. That is five of the top ten most talented quarterbacks. You could argue Lamar on is he one of the best quarterbacks when it comes to productivity, um, availability, staying healthy, right? You can argue that. Talent-wise, though, top ten quarterback, it's not even close. Yeah. And and it gets even better because the Jags are only a game back of the Titans and are playing great football. My guess is they overtake them for the division, so they'll be the four seed. So now you have Trevor Lawrence, who is also a top ten talent in football. And that's just in the AFC. That's just the AFC. Now, granted, the NFC quarterbacks are awful, right? Jalen Hurts, because you got the Eagles at one, Vikings at two, 49ers at three, Bucks at four, Cowboys at five, Giants at six, Commanders at seven. I don't think any of them, except for Jalen Hurts, is a top 10 talent quarterback. I don't. Yeah. I don't. The AFC is loaded. NFC, not as much. But my point is, if you want to be special, that's what it takes. If you that's be, what it takes. If you want to be in that Super Bowl bubble, you have to have a special guy quarterback. You have that's to. what it takes. I mean, we're looking at a Super Bowl right now. What? So who, who? I mean, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, and I would say the Eagles are, yeah. are the, the four right there that I actually can see winning the championship and not be floored. I would say slightly on the outside is the 49ers because if Brock Purdy has to go on the road, don't love it. Especially in the playoffs. So, like, on, like another goes, NFC team. If he has to go on the road and play Tom Brady in the playoffs, I don't love that matchup. Like, I, if, Well, I wouldn't even mind that. What if he has to go on the road to Philly? I don't I like that. that. hate that. hate that. He's going to get mucked. Right. I agree. I agree. But that's that's what the NFL is nowadays. you got to be special quarterback. Point blank. You have to be. 
You have to be. Yeah. Um, and That's it, all I got. It's quite apparent, and it's getting more so that way every single year. Like we we're not getting, you know, further away from the value of quarterbacks. It's it's just gaining. In, in value every single season. I agree. Um, but that's all we have for you guys today. Uh, so make sure you're going to the website, theissuesports.com. Check out everything uh, that we have over there, always putting new things up on the website. And then check out all of our social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, you can find all of those links in the description of the episode wherever you are watching or listening. Guys, we really appreciate it. And that was The Issue.